Um, Miss Exes. Uh, I'm quite late actually in making this. Actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I don't think I was actually going to make it. As you can tell by my repetition of actually, something's up. <laughs> October was a hard enough month overall, and I wish I could say that I came out of it, you know, victorious, but I didn't. Um, I'm still going through the fight, and it looks like November is not going to be any easier. With that being said, it doesn't mean I'm not going to try. It doesn't mean I'm going to give up, because I don't like failure, and... Giving up is more scary than failure is to me because once I start to give up, then my depression really takes a turn. So I don't like to allow myself to give up. That doesn't mean that I won't need a break from time to time. I did consider not doing this podcast as a form of a break. But after some very deep conversation with myself, I decided, okay, well, that's probably not a good idea because this podcast is something that you do, you know, like every other week or every two weeks or something like that. It's not high energy. It's not high maintenance. It's really just like a time for you to talk. And... Me trying to gloss over that idea, that fact, by saying, oh, it's just another thing I have to take care of, was essentially hurting myself. So, I came to the decision, this podcast is something that is more healing than hurtful, and I shouldn't need a break from it at the moment, and if I did take one, it would only be disguised as a break it wouldn't actually be one it would just be a way of hurting myself instead of helping myself so yes that is where we are um i actually have conversations like that in my head often because i like to procrastinate because i am a scaredy cat i am afraid of literally everything especially myself uh and if i'm uncertain about something even if I am certain of it, I'll come up with a reason to be uncertain. I'm sure there's other people like that, but yeah. If I'm uncertain about something, I don't like it, I'll try to stay away from it. And if I have to face it, then I have to make sure I'm as prepared as I can possibly be. Recent and not so recent events in my life have shown me that that's not entirely possible. Um, you can't really be prepared for life because life is just chaos and you can organize chaos but only after it's happened to you I guess that's like processing trauma or whatever but anyways um, yeah so that is like a three or four minute intro of just why we're actually here and having a well I guess we being myself because I don't have anyone here with me it's just 
whoever is listening, which at the moment is no one. So if anyone ever does listen, hi, you mean a lot to me. Just the idea of you listening to me makes my heart like swell with joy and excitement because that means I've done something worth recognition and hopefully it's something good. All right. Uh, thanks. I'm going to actually move on to some talking points. So I say so a lot. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not the best speaker. I appreciate you just listening, though. That's awesome of you. Uh, this podcast is probably going to be much shorter than the others. I am super busy now because I've just started my English class and, well, I believe it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I, Wednesday, I had um, my math exam and I did well, I got a 96%, that's not the outside of things, you know, that's my grade, it doesn't show you what's behind the grade. actual issues I had. My mom, um, she just got sick. She has like a bit of a cold. Um, but in my family, when we get cold, it hits us hard. Um, I say this (laughs) and I was sick all of October. So yeah, uh, whether it's a stomach bug or a flu, head cold, I'm just glad that none of my immediate family who got COVID were all vaccinated. We're all good on that front. But um, she got a cold and she's the one that's been helping me with basically everything, especially my coursework, because I have some crazy hand issues, which is not carpal nor ulnar tunnel. Uh, we're now suspecting it may be a pinched nerve somewhere along my spine, uh, shoulders or neck. I have no idea what to do about that, but um, hopefully I get to find something out. I've been dealing with this since 2019, and um, I spent the first year just kind of moping around, not sure what to do because everyone told me I needed to get more rest and wear my braces, and I did that, and it didn't turn out well. It did not help. All the rest I did was for nothing. Um, I'm pretty much still in the same straits. I just learned to be more forgiving of myself during that time. So, I guess I did say it was for nothing, but I mean, it did nothing for my hands. It did nothing for the actual problem I have, which we still don't, we aren't sure what it is. Um, it did quite a few things to my mental health um, that I was able to overcome my face and become stronger for mentally. Um, Physically, I am weaker than I have ever been and I can do very few things. I'm pretty limited to the amount of things and the strain of things that I can do. So my mom got sick and I had a math exam. That means my mom couldn't help me with my math exam. And I don't expect her to. I I don't fault her for any of it. I even told her, no, rest. Don't 
get upset or beat yourself up for you know whatever happens with my math exam i'll be fine i'll be fine and so she asked me probably maybe five to ten times throughout the day i'm trying to include the times where maybe i didn't hear her um she asked me if i was sure about not needing help she's very concerned um with you know all reason to be concerned so oh that's my kitty i'm just gonna go let her in so practically the end of the day to take it because I was procrastinating because I was afraid of getting hurt because I know it was gonna be extensive it's math you gotta write a lot you gotta do solving uh, calculations typing it in and taking it online so I have to type everything in and while I do have an ergonomical keyboard doesn't mean that I don't still have the repetitive stress injury you know Typing, typing, typing away doesn't solve anything. It doesn't make anything easier. So obviously it's still going to hurt. The exam, I think it was 28 questions. And I did speak to DSPS, which is a service my college offers. And I do have double time on my exam. So technically I have six hours to finish the exam. The exam is normally three hours. Uh, I do not need all of that time. Maybe, you know, if I took breaks in between. But, oh, sorry. Move, kitty. Go on. There you go. Um, maybe if uh, I took breaks in between, I'd be better off and I could use that time wisely. But it, 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 it doesn't feel right. And it makes me stressed to just sit there and do nothing instead of actually solving problems and doing the work that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I did the exam in about an hour. Um, like I said, I, I did well. I got a 96%. And I could do hardly no work today. Funny, my grammar's absolutely atrocious when I speak. Uh, you'd think it'd be better considering my, I guess you could say, occupation, my career choice. Uh, this is probably why I'm not an editor or something like that. Anyways, Luna, you cannot be near the phone. You're gonna press the off button by accident. I know you. You gotta sit over there on the pillow. So, I am also taking English, and basically every Sunday is when my assignments are due. It's Thursday, going on Friday, because it's like 11 or midnight right now, and I am basically a week behind, because I haven't done anything besides print out the stuff I need to read and annotate. Great. I'm awesome at English, uh, for the most part. Because I like English. I like learning. I like annotating. I like analyzing. 
I enjoy doing essays. Sometimes my paragraph structure sucks and I need to reorganize it. And sometimes I can get really wordy, but that's what peer reviews are all about. That's what peer editing is all about. I live for that kind of stuff. I love it. But I haven't done it in maybe two or three years. And I just realized that butt was probably really, really loud. I'm sorry. Um, I can't annotate by myself. I can analyze in my head, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to remember what I was thinking later on. And if I say what I'm thinking out loud, I forget what I'm thinking about. And I'm already on my next thought by the time I'm speaking what I'm saying or thinking. Yeah, see, so it gets confusing if you try to annotate that way. It, it, it doesn't really work for me, personally. I have to be able to do it on my own. I have to be able to write out my own thoughts because I write faster than I speak and I think faster than I write. So if I try to speak what I am thinking, I try to say what I am thinking about something that I'm analyzing, it's like playing catch-up. My mouth is playing catch-up with my brain. It's not efficient. And it frustrates me. I, I get angry pretty easily. A lot of people think that I'm mellow or soothing or calm or I don't know what people think of me, but this is what I've heard. Maybe people are just really nice or are trying to say nice things, but I have quite a temper and I get frustrated pretty easily, especially with myself and my limitations. So that's that's been the harsh uh, part of adapting to my current situation. I said this was probably going to be shorter than the other ones. And when I said shorter, I said like, I'm, I was thinking maybe like 15 minutes, but I've already sat here for about 10 minutes trying to explain school and that's just like my first talking point i don't get why i'm so extra i just one i like to talk about myself two i always overdo everything it's just how i am oh my kitty's giving me purrs she's making biscuits hi um i wish you could hear her i don't know maybe you can but she has a very very deep purr you feel it? Well, you can hear it maybe one day. I'll see if I can get the mic real close to her. Record some ASMR. Anyways, November is like the busiest month in the calendar year for authors. Probably not. <laughs> um... But I say that because of, okay, I'm absolutely going to butcher this because I've never heard it said out loud. So NaNoWriMo, um, I don't actually know what it stands for. I think it's like National November Writing Month or Writer's Month or something like that. It's like basically you write your book in a month, which, you know, maybe I should do considering I still haven't written mine and I've been working on it for so long. Ooh, saved myself almost uh, slipped up and gave away my uh, true character in which, you know, I cuss a lot. Um, yeah, but I have this 
digital professional persona um, that doesn't cuss. I think that's mainly the only difference. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I have much of a difference between in my personality between how I really am and how I make my videos and stuff and well obviously the podcast because that's what we're doing right now the podcast that I still am iffy on the name of anyways November busy crazy it's always been a busy month for me because it's the month before December and I have this habit of hand making the gifts that I want to give. I. It's a lot harder now with my hands, but I still find ways to do it. Um, 2019, my mom and I made candles. I had gotten a candle making kit the year prior. And I wanted to make a bunch of candles. I actually was going to open my own um, online store. I was going to start an Etsy first. Um, but that is currently on the shelf right now. <laughs> Funny, because Etsy shelves. Anyways, that is um, just a bit to the back of the burner now it's it's not exactly it's on the back burner it's not exactly frontal front and running or too many idioms I'm sorry um but the next year I I was so frustrated with not doing anything that I was trying to do the most intensive thing for my hands, like the thing that would strain my hands most, I crocheted everybody's gift. I made beanies and scarves and I hand sewed hand warmers and since my grandfather had passed, I took his shirts and I made pillows for all of his children, all of my family members on my mother's side, including my dad. Um, I didn't make one for myself, but I don't need to. I have his sweaters. No one can take those from me. Not, not until I'm dead anyways. Maybe I'll get lucky and I'll get buried in one, but I got to keep the sweaters, so I'm very happy about that. Uh, he was a very large man, and I love oversized sweaters, and I I think I maybe saw him more than once or twice. He hated feeling constricted, so he hardly ever wore anything that was long sleeved. This year, <laughs> I have a bit more sewing practice under my belt, as well as candle making practice, and crocheting and knitting, <laughs> as well as Canva practice on designing stuff from Canva. So I am adding more people to my gift list and making way more things instead of writing my book. That is what I'm doing instead of writing a book. So if you like my writing, 
you need to understand it's not going to happen unless I take care of my family first. So be appreciative that I'm able to give them gifts rather than upset that I haven't made a book. <laughs> um, I actually was going to say something about my mom. Yeah, I'm going to say it anyways. So my mom is currently very upset at the fact that I started a fan fiction for the Adams Academy. Uh, that's what I call it, Adams Academy 2.0, based on the Adams family. And I think there's a Tumblr post that I found on Pinterest. And I had like a whole notebook of ideas, of a map, of quotes to use, of characters. I had everything planned out. I had three seasons of it planned out. And I lost the notebook and now I refuse to write anything more for it. I still get like a comment or a kudos every once in a while to make me feel guilty about it. Uh, my mom keeps telling me, just redo one. Just just start over. Just make something else and do it new. And don't worry about what you had before. But mom, I can't. <laughs> it was so good. You don't understand because it wasn't in your head. And... While I do still have memories of what I was writing, the reason, I, I don't remember everything, and the reason that it was so important to me to have the actual notebook was because I was making Adam's Academy as an outlet. My grandfather had passed, my uncle had cancer. I don't remember if I started making Adam's Academy prior to that or after my uncle passed and I was just dealing with so much loss and I was so frustrated with my hands that I wanted to do something with them to force them to work and I saw this post about wanting to belong to the Adams, Acad Adams family and the Adams Academy sprung into life the idea of the Adams taking in college students because they just have the space and they miss having children I saw that post and I resonated so strongly with it that when I wrote in that notebook, it was like escapism. I don't know if you've ever needed to just absolutely be free of a mortal existence and have some type of fantasy to live in. I know it sounds childish. Um, I know it sounds somewhat unhealthy, but it's not. It's entirely normal, especially for people who are trying to cope with trauma. Um, as a kid growing up, I had insane pressure put on me, and my way of dealing with it was YA fantasy novels. Oh my god, all the time. I couldn't get enough. I was always reading. And then I stopped. And I stopped because I moved on to anime. <laughs> and then I stopped anime. And that was because I was depressed. <laughs> um, yet through that time, I was still writing. And then I stopped writing in college because I couldn't anymore. And that loss, coupled with the loss of my family members and then quarantine where even if I wanted to be around family members I couldn't 
I couldn't see anybody for my birthday outside of my immediate family, my boyfriend and his brother. My birthday was April 2nd and my grandfather died on April 15th. And we were supposed to have a celebration together apart from, you know, my birthday. I, it was, it would have been just my mom's side of the family. And the last time we had done something like that was when I had turned um, 18. And we just didn't make it happen. We couldn't. We just couldn't. And after he went into the hospital, April 12th or April 13th, he was only in there maybe three days. Maybe my dates are off, but I didn't get to talk to him again. And that loss was immeasurable. So when I lost that notebook, it was like something was taken from me all over again it was all those things that I talked about losing being taken away again even though it wasn't really taken away it was my fault for not being responsible of it and I've looked for it everywhere it might be I remember it being a grim notebook but probably wasn't I could be wrong I didn't expect to get so emotional over this, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so instead of writing my novel, I'm making Christmas gifts. Because my family is priority. As well as school, because grades, GPA, it exists. And I want to be an occupational therapist if I can. Um, I still have that desire to actually find a job that it has a stable income because I don't think I can be a stable, successful freelance writer the way that I am. Um, I have an issue with personal deadlines. I will procrastinate as much as I can because I'm afraid of um, my potential or possible lack thereof, which, you know, I know is ridiculous but wow this is again turning out way longer than i expected to see this was a good idea I, it is a healthy way of me um speaking and healing so yes november is busy and i am not writing a book in november i am busy with my family and doing school and my own things and that means that a lot of my work um is going to be temporarily shelved which you know you probably have already seen because I've been very distant since October in terms of like my social presence um partially because of depression partially because I was sick partially because of school uh and now because of my family um but I have plans and should be on the lookout for those. I'm, I'm really excited for those. Uh, we've also got Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, you know, 
Thank you, Dennis Susan, for it. You know, I, I don't get... <laughs> I don't get this. Uh, yet, even I am, I guess, a part of this. Once Halloween is over, it's Christmas time. Okay? I don't get it. I would like to say in my defense that, you know, Christmas movies have a habit of making someone feel better when it's cold and somewhat wintry and, and they're not feeling good. So <laughs> I, I've been watching Christmas movies as of late, uh, uh, mostly on Netflix. My boyfriend and I have been binge watching Dexter, so when I get annoyed with Dexter's inner monologue, I start watching Christmas movies. Um, I think my favorite so far has been Jingle Jangle on Netflix. Uh, one of my also all-time favorites is Klaus, also on Netflix. Um, usually I tend to watch Barbie movies, but I don't know. Christmas was speaking to me. Um, I wonder, I think there's a few more Christmas movies that I like. I tend to watch Halloween movies later on in the year than Christmas movies. I don't get it. For example, one day during no late November or December, I'll decide, you know what I want to watch? The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I watch it. And then I'm like, you know what I want to watch next? It kind of coincides. I want to watch The Corpse Bride. Oh, you know what else sounds good? Edward Scissorhands. Yep. That sounds good. And then it just keeps going. And the next thing you know, I'm on a Halloween binge. Watching Hocus Pocus and whatever else I can get my hands on. I can't, you know. It's late. I'm tired. I can't think of all the movies that I really like, you know. But. Wow. I started this with. Why does everyone, like, go into Christmas mode at the end of Halloween to, I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. It was just, like, a casual conversation today. There's, you know, nothing really exciting. I know last time we did go over anime and storytelling, and that was more, quote-unquote, educational or maybe um, informational, I guess. Anyways, oh, excuse me, that was my tummy. Don't know if you heard that. If you did, I just outed myself. I mean, if you did, you know why. And if you didn't, I just outed myself. My tummy grumbled. Anyways, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. I don't remember my full outro. I know I make my voice sound like this. Oh, it starts with thanks for watching, but it's not watching this time. It's thanks for listening. So yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. However I say it, I'm so sorry. I don't remember at the moment. I'm quite tired. I have taken my nighttime medication and it is about to knock me out. So uh, thank you. And I hope to speak with you again. I hope to talk to you again. Or I hope to see you again. Whatever you pick. Whatever you prefer. Um, if you want to see me, you know, check out my YouTube. If you want to talk, DM me on Instagram. If you just want to listen, just listen. Thanks. I hope you're doing well. Mm -hmm.